Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Thanks for tuning in, joining us on a Tuesday. Continuing to get ready for game day, Utah State at Wake Forest. It's game week, and we've got some uh, great stuff lined up throughout the rest of this week. Just generally really good stuff about Utah State athletics uh, overall. Uh, There's a lot of stuff happening. The students are back on campus. you got a lot of these sports that are gearing up or already just underway or just getting underway. And so a lot of things to cover today. Reactions to Andrew Luck's surprise retirement continue to be coming out. More players, coaches, former players reacting, member, members of the media reacting. Uh, it, but we don't want to necessarily just react to his announcement, but uh, how does it compare to maybe some other early retirement announcements in sports? Uh, the uh, Utah State Volleyball, they've got a tournament that they're hosting this weekend in the Wayne Estes Center. Coming up next hour, we'll have a chance to talk to Grayson DeBose about what 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 that's all about, who is involved, what teams will be coming in, how you can participate, how you can watch. And continue to get you ready for Utah State at Wake Forest. More comments from Gary Anderson, some of the players, as they... Uh, give us a, a preview of what they know about the Demon Deacons. So all that's coming up ahead here on, on today's show. Um, and besides that, on Tuesdays, we always give you our stat that blew our mind and our player of the week. Mine's going to blow your right toe off. So not my mind, but my right toe. Yes. Okay. You should be excited. I'm uh, really intrigued to see what this could be. Uh, by the way, you kind of gave a clue as to what your player of the week might be on our on our tease. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Is that still going to hold true, or have you changed your mind? I guess you'll need to tune in. Find out. Okay. I'm not going to just give away treats without, you know, dangling them where you can't get them. Speaking of treats, I owe you something. Yeah, you do. Step up. I'm slacking in my duties, paying for my... You're just being a poor sport. For my dues. You need to grow up, okay? I'm not being a poor sport. All I'm right. happy for you. I am genuinely okay. happy for I you. I know how BYU feels. Now. I know you lost how... eight straight? Yes. Eight in a row? Yes. I have suffered the BYU curse. I'll just start calling you BYU. So does this mean BYU is going to beat Utah on Thursday, you think? Mm, you broke the streak? I did. At eight? At eight. Do they break the streak the ninth, at eight? Ninth try, you broke through. Uh, Utah fans are really nervous right now. Yeah, they, they should be. Because you're the they're magic lucky charm. <laughs> I was back in the day. <laughs> Definitely not anymore. Sure as hell not anymore. <laughs> Um, you know, I was just thinking about it, dude. We've got a crazy week 
ahead of us. Just, I mean, these next three days, like you've got, it's in the know tomorrow. You've got the Rocky Mountain kickoff on, on Thursday. Um, I'll head down early. I gotta go, uh, I, I'm kind of dealing in a couple events there with that regard. And then Friday, you're getting ready at five o'clock for our, um, what's it called? Pre-game for Utah State Wake Forest. You'll be, uh, in the midst of that. And, uh, and, and by the way, 610 KVNU, Al Lewis, Eric Franson, the whole shebang, you'll get the very best of knowledge. Ryan Baum. Yeah, it's a, a two hours, full two hours. Like, I need to sit down with Ryan. I need a. Other, I need to have other him people me. don't. You know, they barely do an hour, but we do two hours of great Aggie coverage with interviews and insights. Why do you look me straight in the eyes when you say other people only do an hour? Why do you look me straight in the eyes and glare at me? I don't like glaring at with you with those steely hazel eyes. But uh, so. Starting two hours before every kickoff, KVNU game day on our sister station. Mm-hmm. Really in depth, getting you ready for what's going to happen that day. So, the kickoff on Friday between Utah State and Wake Forest is at six o'clock our time, and so that means that the program will start at four. Now, there's been questions about how to watch the game. Yeah, there still are questions, by the way. They haven't because been fully answered. They've been promoting it like, hey, it's going to be on this ACC network. It's going to be great. Well, problem is, everybody's having a hard time getting the ACC network. So, and there's another problem, is that I finally contacted DirecTV, and then uh, we had another coworker do the same, and we both got the same answer. He got the same answer. He got the answer first before I called him. Um, the ACC network, at least that game, is not available in our region. I repeat, even on direct or dish, the ACC network and the Utah State Wake Forest game it's is, been blacked out. Is, yeah, it is blacked out and not available in our region. <laughs> Why? That is ridiculous. So what you need to do, folks, is go to YouTube Live and sign up for a free trial for YouTube one week. TV. YouTube TV. And that's how, or Hulu, whatever it is. It's also going to be on Hulu and on Sling. (laughs) So find a way and suck it up and get there and watch it. Right. Do a free trial for a couple of days, then cancel (laughs) your subscription (laughs) so you won't be charged 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, Or you can do it on uh, PlayStation View. But again, DirecTV or Dish or Comcast, the ACC network will not be available or at least for the Utah State Wake Forest game, will not be available to us in our region. And then, by the way, they want me to let you all know that they apologize for the inconvenience. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the Utah State people know this. Because I haven't seen that publicized by USU. This is the first I've heard of this. Because I it's made been one promoted that, hey, this is going to be on the ACC network. Everybody can watch it there. But not the case. But there are other ways. There are other methods to watch it. As we mentioned, YouTube TV, Hulu, Sling. Uh, if you don't subscribe to those, you can sign up for a. Oh a, no, I'm about to hear it. A, a free trial, and uh, and still watch it there. Sign up. So anyway, game starts at six. Uh, Utah State at Wake Forest. We'll hear more from Gary Anderson and players getting ready for it. Uh, the the USU 
comments about Wake Forest are going to be tonight or today here on the show. Tomorrow it'll be the Wake Forest discussions about USU. Uh, yeah, because they had their press conference today. Yep, and they are very, very slow about posting the, the press conference because they didn't stream it live, and they posted it late this afternoon. Uh, we were able to grab the audio, but we haven't had time to digest it very much. I still need to go back and watch film with this Jamie Newman kid from last year. I still haven't seen any film. <gasps> yeah, and so then, we'll get into more detail. Yeah, and don't forget Stan Cotton. I don't know if we were allowed to, if I'm allowed to say, yeah. Stan Cotton. Can't say his name. Well I, just, well, I just didn't know if we were allowed to announce it yet or not, so I didn't want to get in trouble. But Stan Cotton, the Wake Forest play-by-play announcer for radio for Wake Forest Demon Deacons, will be live with or not, well, on the phone with us tomorrow at 520 to, uh, to get your thoughts or his thoughts on, you know, USU, this Wake Forest team. What I mean, they look a little bit different, but this quarterback, Jamie Newman, is a little bit bigger of a quarterback. What threat does he possess? He likes to run. Um. So yeah, we'll get into all that tomorrow. But Stan Cotton at five twenty tomorrow for all you fans. Make sure you tune in. I will say this: just some notes and nuggets that I was able to gather from the press conference today mm-hmm. from Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Coach Clawson did say mm-hmm. wide receiver Jakari Robertson mm-hmm. and defensive tackle Tyler Williams are going to be out this week, and he also said that NFL scouts who have come through the Wake Forest. In, in their camps and their practices, when they visit, they have all said that Utah State's Jordan Love could be a th- the third quarterback taken in the draft behind Tua and Justin Herbert. So, I believe it. If he continues on his current trajectory, if he has a good season, this could be the last that we see of him at USU. Don't be sad. Be glad. Yes, absolutely. Correct. Thank you, AJ. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy it while it's here, while oh, it's happening. shut it. Let's not be fatalist. It's because we have a great backup quarterback behind him, too. We don't have a great backup coach behind Craig Smith right now. Unless you know somebody else that's going to come in and do what Craig Smith is doing with his staff. Maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe there's not. Maybe there's not. Hey, uh, some other big news going on is uh, some stuff that's just coming through down uh, the wires this afternoon about DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, Was with the uh, he's kind of bounced around the league just a little bit here lately. He was with the Kings for a long time. Good. They went to New Orleans. He was only there for a season. They went to Golden State. Uh, But late last little while here, he's had a lot of injuries. And he tried to overcome them, and then when he was rehabbing and training in Las Vegas, he had another significant injury. Do you have the audio? Now he's going up? to Los Angeles to play for the Lakers. Signed a deal there with them. Yeah. Um, this is not good. Uh, TMZ has got a hold of some audio that they do not officially know if it's DeMarcus Cousins. The ex-girlfriend, Christy, is saying it is. Um, And if it is, DeMarcus Cousins' career might have just came to a complete end. Go shoot the ball. Go shoot the ball. No, he's not coming. 
Audio from Christy. Um, DeMarcus Cousins is getting married and tomorrow, and he wanted his 11-year-old son to be there. Very understandable. And his ex-girlfriend said no. And so then he threatened her. Uh, I have two different views about this on both sides. One, let's just start with the obvious. You can never, ever, and I feel like we've said this before, Eric. I can't remember what the incident was, but you can never, ever, ever threaten a woman, ever, especially with something like that. You just, you cannot, under any circumstance, no matter what it is, black or white, whatever, you can never, ever threaten a woman any violent like that, just ever. Right, and and if you couldn't tell with the audio, he basically said... I'm going to put a bullet in, in your, head. your bleep head. Yeah. I'm going to put a bullet in your head. Uh, on the other side of this, this is the problem with, with athletes, girlfriends, or whatever. She recorded the call knowing she could get a reaction out of him. She knew full well that she could get a reaction out of him. Because you think he's had a history of saying something similar? No, but because, like, I want to know why he can't go to his dad's wedding. I mean, have you? I mean, have you asked the eleven-year-old kid if he wanted to go? Because maybe he wants to go to his dad's wedding and, and and be a part of it. Why can't he go? And then you tell the dad that no, you can't have your son at at your own wedding. And then you record the phone call. Why would you record the phone call? This is what bothers me so much. Unless you are looking for a police evidence of some sort in a, in a case, you should never, ever, ever record a phone call. What good does that... Like, if someone had a phone call recorded of me and then made it public, I would be disgusted with that person. Why would you ever like to expose someone like that? And that that I mean now granted he did threaten her which now becomes even like even more so critical evidence uh but at the same time why would you record the phone call? Well yeah clearly it was not a That's gross to me. First it's not a classy thing to hold out his son from his wedding. And it sounds like he was pretty reasonable the way he was asking earlier in the first part of the audio clip. But, um, so that's that's not classy. Recording it and then sharing it with a, you know... PMC for crying yeah, out loud. Sleaze magazine just to, to get it out there to, to, to tarnish him. Not classy. But, all that being said, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your stature is. You don't tell someone you're going to put a bullet in their head. And and here's the thing. Here's what's the worst part about it. Listen to the audio at the end, and she's not shocked. Like, she recorded it to get the reaction out of him. Yeah, and like then when, knows when he's like, happen. hey, I'm going to put a bullet in your bleeping head, it's like, oh, okay. You weren't like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm calling the police right now. It is, oh, okay. 
Hey, TMZ, I don't know what you're doing right now, but DeMarcus Cousins just threatened me. Here you go. Here's the audio. Do what you need with it. Like, you need to look at both sides of the story, everybody. Like, everybody's like, well, DeMarcus Cousins threatened me. Yes, horrible, not good, very bad on his part. The lady on the other side is just as guilty. You're recording a phone call and trying to provoke a reaction out of him. Which, if he didn't know he's been recorded, it's an illegal recording. Yeah. Can't be used in a court of law. Yeah. Well, and then... and then Depends not, on state to state. I and think yo, it's a little bit uh, different. Girlfriend, state. parent of the year or whatever you're trying to vote for. You're not letting your own son go to his dad's wedding. I have so many problems with her just as much as I have with him. And that's the thing these days with athletes, and I've heard it said before by many athletes, be careful who you date. Be careful who you marry. Because they can turn your life upside down, inside out, just to get rich. Yeah, it's it's disgusting on multiple levels. Uh, it's unfortunate uh, you know, how it was shared and now you can she seems very passive and doesn't seem to care this guy's getting married he wants his son there yeah well she's doing it because and you can, when he's and he basically asks i'm going to ask you this one more time before i take it to another level can i have my son here please and she's like Meh, no and then he makes the threat i get being upset divorce is ugly Ugly, yeah. ugly thing. Yeah. And it can get super complicated when there's kids involved. But you don't threaten to shoot someone in the head. No, no. And again, he is in nowhere in the clear, especially now. You cannot threaten anybody, any sort of violence in any shape or form. But on the other side, you can't just sit there and record people for reactions. That's a perverted thing to do. But I'm sure a lot of people record phone calls and then like, hey, did you hear what this person said? Just so they can get reaction and attention. It's amazing. Makes me sick. So the Lakers have said that they are aware. Uh, they're going to be their own uh, investigation. Uh, gathering information is what they said. They're reserving their comment. Uh, of course, DeMarcus Cousins just in the offseason, did sign a one-year deal uh, with, um, was it just a one-year deal? I think it wasn't just no, a one-year deal. Yeah, it was a one-year deal, wasn't it, with the Lakers? But he's not going to play with him at all this year because he tore his ACL earlier this month when he was training in Las Vegas. But he did get married just this past weekend, and his seven-year-old son was not in attendance. Sorry, seven, not 11. My bad. He didn't sound like 11 either when I was hearing his voice. And, I mean, that's the other thing is what did the kid want to do? The kid want to go to the wedding? He wanted to go to the wedding, and you said no because you're just being a jerk. Well, good for you. Um, the other big news that's been going around that everybody's been talking about, this has crossed over to not just sports talk. Uh, I'm hearing it in a lot of different news and just general conversations out there is kind of transcended is the announcement over the weekend from Andrew Luck that he is done playing football. Um, and <laughs> it was the, during the warmups for preseason game and he announces that he's done. 
Do we want to take and a leaves the field. separate segment on because there's a lot to this. To I mean we and we have a, some great audio you found and I found and um, Rob Gradenkowski actually kind of connects to this in a way too after his his comments today during a press conference with CBD Medic some company or whatever showcase. But uh, yeah, there's 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 a lot to take in here. Both bad, both good. Yes, let's do that. We'll, let's take a break. Let's get into this. Give ourselves a little bit of time. I also want to mention too. We we want to give stuff away. Nobody's taking it. We want to be very generous. Come on, someone call. I need somebody to correctly identify what the bread and butter play of the game was for Skyview Bobcats on Friday night. Can we give them hints? We it's, might have to start doing that, or else we're just going to go take the loaves of bread for ourselves. I was going to say, look, I'm cool with getting four loaves of bread or two loaves of bread. I should actually, I should get four since you only pick six. But <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Are you no. more of a? What, what kind of bread would you get? All white. I can't do wheat, even if it's more healthier. Don't care. I am a white bread kind of guy. I really? love. Oh yeah. Absolutely fruitly. I used to have wheat bread. My mom used to force feed me wheat bread when I was 12, 13. I hated it. See, they're, they're pumpkin chocolate chip, man. That's that's for me. That's the stuff. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm. Wait, do you get to choose? I think it just says four loaves of bread. It doesn't <sighs> say what kind. Doesn't they don't see any restrictions. Look, if you don't call in by Friday, we're taking this thing and we're going for the win. And we're going to get our own bread and butter for loaves of bread. So you guys got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to figure your crap no, out. No, not by Friday because Friday's going to be really complicated. Oh, yeah. Be actually, games Friday going is, on and Yeah, yeah. So you got to get it before then. I'm busy that day anyways. Just come get it. My gosh. It's not hard. It's a bread and butter. Look, John Newbold announced it. Sky, you Bobcat fans, you were listening to the game. What's the bread and butter play of the week? Call in 435-752-1069. Tell Eric, hey, it was this play. Bingo. You're done. You win, and you get four loaves of bread. It's not hard. So I gave you a bit of a clue that was in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Skyview was down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they were down a little bit. You, you remember that play. <laughs> so we'll get into that, see if anybody can correctly identify. If you can, four loaves of bread. You owe me one of them, though. Courtesy Old Gristmill. 10% interest. And Andrew Luck, coming up next on the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. So we had somebody calling in during the break. They wanted to take a stab at what the bread and butter play of the game was. And Courtney was able to recall some details. And at this moment, he's the front runner. If Unless somebody else can call and give us greater detail than what he did. Nice job, Court. Hey, you know what? I like the effort. I think he should win something, though. Because, honestly... We went a whole day without anybody calling in, and he called in. I think he should win something for that. I tend to agree with you. I A for effort. For C for Courtney. <laughs> you like that? Yeah? Or B for Bailey. Oh. 
Okay. Then you have to just try and add. You just couldn't leave it, could you? What? You just couldn't leave Those it. Those are his, could his you? initials. You just add that on. Here's my two cents starring Eric Franson. Yeah. <laughs> Besides giving away bread, we're trying to give away tickets to go see the Rocky Mountain kickoff on Thursday. Oh, this is awesome. And it's a really cool doubleheader. It's Logan versus Preston. Which these two teams, as close as they are geographically, really don't have much of a history of playing each other. Yeah. So no. really cool that they're squaring off on Merlin Olsen Field Thursday night. And then the, the second game of the doubleheader is Skyview versus Shelley. And you can get tickets for these in a number of places. If you go to Logan High School, if you go to Skyview High School, if you go to the USU ticket office, or if you go to Stokes Marketplace in Preston. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. is You have all these ways to get these tickets, and uh, this is a two... For I guess I mean really you spend seven dollars for two games, seven dollars for two games, and then you get to go and watch the thing. And not to mention, don't forget everybody that if you have the following three things: a ticket, a program, and you're in the stadium, you have a chance to be drawn to go kick a forty-yard field, a forty. I keep saying four, a forty-yard field goal for a hundred thousand. Presidential flashcards. A hundred thousand presidential flashcards. And there will be two kickers. So I would strongly suggest you go to Logan Scabby, Utah State University, or uh, Stokes in Preston and get yourself a ticket to go. Remember, one ticket covers two games. And uh, and then again, get a program. It's It's all in there. You're in the stadium. You have a chance to be drawn to kick a 40, I believe it's a 40-yard field goal or from the 40. No, it's going to be a 40-yard field goal for $100,000. That is that is incredible. So uh, I, would, uh, I would strongly suggest doing so. And then, by the way, by the way, you get to see some really good football at Maverick Stadium. And, and don't forget... You can DVR the BYU-Utah game, which is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to DVR the BYU-Utah game, be done, go get yourself a pizza, and then head home and watch some football more. You know, there will be concessions there in the Rocky Mountain. Oh, there will, won't the Rocky there? Mountain kickoff. Yummy. You can get some good food. Hey, you got a call. Did we have a winner? We do. We do have a winner. I think Court should still get something, though. Can I... Can I vouch for that? I think I would agree with that. I'm okay, okay with that. Yeah, I mean, we do have to we'll, give some we'll consideration because he at least called in. He yes. Okay, deal. He called in. He tried. My uh, man, Courtney Bailey. He was hooked he, the kid up. He was a little vague, and I know. Well, I it could tell he was listening, fault. but he couldn't quite put his finger on what all happened. But Doug Hansen just called us. Oh, Dougie! And Doug knew it right on. He knew what happened. I it doubt was it. a 12-yard touchdown pass to I doubt Scout it. Morris. Nope, that's not it. I'm reading it right now. Dang it. And so that that was what was identified. This was in the fourth quarter. At the time, Skyview was down 16-3. to And they had done a drive down. It was fourth and 10. Mason Falsliff lined up. Three wide receivers to one side. Scout Morris on the other. He took a snap. He pump fake to the one side with the three 
and then threw that 12-yard pass to Scout Morris, who jumped up, caught the touchdown pass, two defenders all over him. Skyview goes to closes the gap to 16-10. to 10. Uh, So that was the old gristmill, bread and butter play of the game. Doug Hansen, congratulations. You were able to give uh, more detail and more specifics. Uh, but because Courtney at least he gave it a, a try. You missed 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, and you know what? Courtney, give him credit. Uh, he, he tried, but it was like, yeah, there was a play. There was maybe a touchdown that was thrown. I love it. It was a little vague, but I appreciate oh, him trying. Oh, my gosh. And you're now ripping our callers for trying. No, I, Listen I'm to giving you. him credit for trying. Because he still it. picked up the phone and dialed. Courtney, good work, my man. So uh, we have some uh, an extra pair of tickets to the Rocky Mountain kickoff. Winner, winner, eat that dinner. So, Courtney, we're going to hook you up with a pair of tickets for the Rocky Mountain kickoff this Thursday. So That's a good call. Yes. Courtney can come pick up his tickets. Doug, come by and pick up your certificate for four loaves of bread at the old grist mill. Uh, Mr. Doug, you owe me a pumpkin chocolate chip for your interest in not calling on time. Uh, he said that he was listening yesterday. He just missed a segment when we talked oh, about it. Oh, that's so baloney. Don't give me that pity. <laughs> so, remember, listen Friday night. Actually, this will be Thursday night. Thursday. Tune in on Thursday night. Thursday she to is. To the Skyview broadcast right here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. And Hurricane John Newbold will identify a bread and butter play of the game. And the following Monday, we will... Again, throw it out there, and if you can call in and correctly identify what it was, we'll give you four loaves of bread, courtesy of the old grist mill. That's great. Love it. We love giving stuff away. Congratulations, Mr. Bailey. You won two tickets, free tickets. And remember, a ticket, a program, and you're in the stadium. You have a chance to be drawn to kick. Now, hey, is it kicking a 40-yard figgle or from the 40? It's from the 40. Oh, so it's like a 60-yard field goal. So that's a 57-yard field goal. Okay, so you're kicking from the... Oh, man. Okay, sorry. So you're not kicking a 40-yarder. You're kicking a 57. Yeah. Now, look, I have oh, seen man. I have seen a 62-yard field goal by an NFL kicker in that stadium. By an and by a college kicker, man. Yeah. Okay. So I've well, seen it happen. We're not we're not talking about Doug Hansen. I don't think going we want to remember all the other events surrounding that game. Seven yard field goal. Okay. Doug Hansen can't kick a fifty seven yard. You you seen Doug lately? It looks like he had four loaves of bread already. Nowhere <laughs> 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 to go with that. No, uh wait, 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 wait. Who kicked the sixty two yarder? That was uh, Utah State versus Fresno State. No, that was a 57-yarder. No, it was... No, it was 57. I remember listening to that broadcast, and Craig Kislip was standing underneath the goalpost. I thought it was no, pushing 60. It was 57. If Craig or Al, if you're listening, one of the two, 57. It was from a freshman kicker from the right hash mark. Fresno State versus going, Utah State. Going s- south to north. Riley Nelson came in. Led the team, looked like, hey, this team's coming alive. This is going to be something. Fresno State was ranked football team at the time. And it looked like they had them on the ropes. And then they kicked this monstrous field goal, and they win the game as time expires. Uh, anyway, it's we're 50, getting off the top. 57-yarder from a freshman from the right hash mark. There, I won. So congratulations to Doug Hansen who gets our bread and butter play of the game.
four loaves of bread from Old Gristmill. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to Courtney Bailey for giving the old college try. That's a <laughs> saying anymore. We can't fucking... But uh, he, he tried. <laughs> he had some You're details. You're so mean. You're, he... backhand, you're backhanded complimenting this guy <laughs> who is willing to come in and give it a shot. I, but I'm going to give him something. Oh, my God. I'm going to give him a pair of tickets to Thursday's game, double, Thursday doubleheader. And, you know, let's give away another pair of tickets. We, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1069thefan, that's our Facebook page, we posted a picture of two tickets. And we said, tag somebody you'd like to take with you to the football doubleheader, and you might win a pair of tickets. So we're going to give a pair to Caden Strong. So Tell me about Caden Strong. Caden wants to take Janet Strong with him, so it's going to be a strong game. Wow, you are really reaching today, man. So, I mean, I... Caden and Janet, thank you for participating, and uh, we'll have a pair of tickets for you as well. And again, the game starts at 6 o'clock on Thursday. It's doubleheader. Seven bucks will get you in for everybody else if you didn't win a pair of tickets. And that gets you uh, entrance for both games. So, should be fun. Let's do this. We've spent a little more time on this than we anticipated. On the other side of this timeout, we'll get into Andrew Luck. His surprise announcement, the timing of it, how others are reacting. And... Other examples of players who maybe retired before we were all ready for them to retire. Uh, is this uh, an outlier or are there others that are similar? Have there been others that shocked us more than what Andrew Luck did? We'll talk about that and discuss it next on the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. I thought it was pretty disgusting. Um, you know, he's making a really tough decision. And even before that, you know, he makes a decision. I don't know why that doesn't stay in-house to kind of protect protect him a little bit. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. That was Aaron Rodgers sharing what he, he thought about the fan reaction when Andrew Luck announced his his retirement over the weekend. And it was a shock. It was a shock to a lot of people. Some people uh, saw that they witnessed him practicing just a week and a half ago. Said like he was going hard then and looked okay. I mean, we, we knew that he had an injury. He, it had been reported, widely reported, that he was dealing with some injuries. But his announcement really took a lot of people off guard especially right so close to the season. (laughs) Yeah. Look, there's a time when you just know. And for Andrew Luck, who's been battling injuries and and getting the crap kicked out of by defenses because his line can't block for him, I'd be done too. And I think the reaction from the Colts fans is egregious, to say the least, to boo someone who gave what they could as a backup, I mean, replacing Peyton, you're replacing Peyton Manning, one of the greatest to ever do it, 
was one of the greatest foreheads to ever do it. But we're, I mean, Andrew Luck is, your, your party can only do it for so long. Tom Brady's talked about how physical this game is before, saying it's like a train wreck when you get hit. That's how big, how fast they're coming at you. It's like a train wreck. I, and as a quarterback, um, I can only imagine, I mean, just waking up every Monday morning after being in a train wreck for 60 minutes. That's yeah, but the, be hard. the rules have changed so that the quarterback gets hit less and less. Well, really, the didn't quarterback work out gets there, did trucked it. not nearly as much you as should, they used to. I wonder if you YouTube a video and say every every time Andrew Lux got hit, how long that video would be, like an hour long. I mean, he he had the worst offensive line, and team and week after week he, they those lines that offensive line would get exposed. Houston tortured him. Houston was practically sitting on top of him for the whole entire game. Same thing with New England. Same thing with Tennessee. Pittsburgh as well. I mean, teams would just beat him up. And at some point, dude, you're like, I'm done. Like, yeah, we haven't paid lots of money, but this isn't worth it. And I think the reaction from them, from the Colts fans, is it's, 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 it's expected. Colts fans are cowardly and jerks. Um... They don't know what it's like to win consistently like a New England Patriots fan does. But, okay. man, but you don't, like that you don't was, boo your quarterback. But his injuries weren't like, they didn't appear to be catastrophic. He didn't say they were. He said he was tired of rehabbing. I'm, so, I want to make one thing clear before I continue with this I was going to say, you and Doug, Doug Golly going to hang out tonight? And- <laughs> I want to make one thing clear. I think... Have a root beer? Every, every person, every individual understands their what they're going through better than anybody else. And they know what their prospect is for their future. Obviously, you want to seek great medical counsel on what that takes and what it's going to be like. But you... I, I, it's not for me to question his motives or what he's going through. You know that is totally inappropriate. Yeah, and anybody else out there that's trying to do that, Doug Gully, we're looking at you. Which is such a shame. We had to have him on our station today and listen to his garbage of backpedaling. Yesterday was worse. Today was pretty bad though too. But it, it, for anybody to try to to question his motives really is disingenuous because. Yeah. We're not in his head. So let me ask you something, AJ Knight, who by the way is an Indiana kid. I wish I would have asked him about this conversation before I before I get on the air because he he's he's a diehard Colts fan. I I, I would I wish I would have asked him and said, hey, what? Because he just texted me and said, Jim Israel leaked the information to the press before and it got out to make him look bad. Agree or disagree? Do you think he leaked it on purpose to make him look bad? To get at him? Uh, I don't know. AJ says he's a Bear fan. Same thing, buddy. (laughs) No, it's not the same thing. (laughs) According to the records, it is. Um, Look, I think that what what just caught me off guard with this is not whether he should or shouldn't retire. Okay. 
that's his decision. We've yes. seen other other, especially NFL players, retire earlier than we would think they probably ought oh, to. Oh, there's or a could. list. I need to ask you about that sometime. It's a good long list. CBSSports.com has an interesting one. But the the what surprises me is this: the timing of it. You're two weeks before the season opener. The they know that you're hurt, but in the developing a, a backup quarterback. But I, I just can't just you don't have to what? you don't have to play through the season. So what do you if want? You think him you're to still do? and give yourself time. What do you mean? What do you want him to do? But it just all of a sudden there's this bomb that's just dropped on the team right as the season's getting ready to start. They must have known before. Like, I mean, did he wake up that morning and be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm out. I'm done. I ain't doing this anymore. Did it take one morning um, to figure it out? That's that's the question, man. That is the question. But here, I think that it just kind of came up suddenly. Here's Jack Doyle. He's a tight end. So he's a very close teammate. And he kind of weighed in about some of the mixed reactions that, that he has about the announcement. Mixed emotions. Uh, like a lot of people, I'm sure, uh, sad like to, to, to not have him in here every in day. And um, conversely, like but also very happy for him out there, um, that's not to, to be at peace with it and, and to, to have clarity with, with what he was doing. Um, uh, happy for him and, and his wife, Nicole. Mixed emotions. Happy for him. Happy for his wife, but obviously he was he was a friend. He was a good quarterback. Sure, he was looking forward to having him there when the, in camp when he was on healthy. the sidelines on the field, and he wasn't healthy long enough anymore. The injuries finally started to take a toll on him. Look, I mean, Gail Sayers, Barry Sanders, um, Jim Brown, Jim Brown. That's a that's a big one. Terrell Davis, whoever, uh, Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber wasn't that good. Look, when he retired, he was a three-time Pro Bowl guy. He was at the height of his of his success as a player. Calvin Johnson. That's another early that's a, that's a big one, too, because he was going to destroy some records with a good quarterback. He would have destroyed some records. What about Rob Gronkowski? You look at what he did in his 10-year career as a tight end for the New England Patriots. And the guy... Set records as a tight end. NFL records. Uh, one of the most athletic, gifted football players um, the NFL had seen in a while. And then he calls it quits, and, and he's done. And, and the question was, well, he, he'll probably come back. But then he did this interview today, like this press conference for this CBD medic thing. And uh, a lady at a new NBC Boston, Channel 10, asked, asked him a question of, Will we ever see you back in a Patriots jersey? Do you have the audio? Uh, you labeled something weird on another one that I was supposed to find and play. What in the You're world? giving like bad days. I'm not so. giving you bad days. I don't, what is that? If that's a clip that I was supposed to play, I didn't have it in the Mr. Queue. I rip on Court Bailey because he called in and tried hard. <laughs> I have. Here's what I have with Gronkowski. 
fighting to find joy in football. That's not it. You labeled those. New those NFL were yours. was too much on the body. No, that was yours. I have Gronkowski on retirement with the date. Those were yours, you little punk. There's one in August 2019. Gronkowski. Oh, you didn't date it. It just says Gronk on retirement. Well, so what? Well, how am I supposed to know where to find it? My gosh. Blame me for your bad work. Yes. Patriot fans. I love all my fans. I love Patriot fans. And wherever I go, Patriot fans always ask, am I coming back when I'm coming back? Where am I coming back? I'm walking across the street and they're like, you're walking because you're coming back. (laughs) It's crazy. I understand. I I feel that love. But I want to be clear to my fans. I needed to recover. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down. And I didn't like it. And I was losing that joy in life. Like, the joy. I'm sorry right now, but, oh, (laughs) dang, let me, oh. I really was, and I was fighting through it. And I knew what I signed up for, and I knew what I was fighting through. And I knew I just have to fix myself. And I believe I have the tools. I have the people around me. I have CBD medic team around me now to help me to deal with my pain whenever I need it, whenever during a workout, whatever it is, so I, I can do the most safe, alternative way for myself. I believe I have the great people around me to get to where I need to get to in life. And I am very satisfied where I am in life now. And I truly believe going through those tough times, nine years off the field, on the field, has brought me to this point. And I believe I'm on the right path in my life. And it's to be a purpose, to be, have passion in my life, to have joy in my life, and then to inspire optimal health within myself. I need to do that in order to get to a peak. And then I can bring it to other people, because I know the NFL players are dealing with that type of stuff. They're dealing with pain. Anyone, people, well, daily lifestyle, people are dealing with pain. And I was, and I needed to walk away because I needed to do what was best for myself at that moment. I truly needed to be selfish for once in my life. So there is the audio. Gronkowski, a couple of key things here uh, that the, it was too much on his body. It was painful. He needed to step away. He had lost joy in the game. So he says, somewhere in that press conference, he talks about... Um, uh, he talks about uh, on a play, that I guess, so after the Super Bowl... Uh, he actually went to bed in pain, was crying, and he couldn't sleep for more than 20 minutes for like a whole entire month, right? Four weeks. And it was because of like this fluid in his thigh that came from a play with about 11-13 left in the first half. It's the ball's on the Rams 28, and it's second and 13, I believe, second and long. And it's, uh, and, and Gronk, who's at a tight end, you know, in the two-point stance position, Flares out to the flat. Brady gets it to him, and then he takes a shot in the leg, like right in the thigh. And it was after that game that he knew he was done playing football. And so someone tweeted at me and said, well, he's just trying to, you know, dramatize it up to sell his you know, little clinic thing. I think you're full of crap. I think it really did hit him. That when you take a beating for that long, and he's had his... And, and by the way... 
Gronk's history of injuries include his back, uh, arm, broken arm, torn ACL, I believe twice. Um, yeah, and a broken foot. So you tell me that he was dramatizing it, please. A guy who went and balled out for the rest, and that was in the first half. He went and balled out in the second half. I mean, he had that huge clutch catch. But please, let's continue to say that these are millennials and they're sissies and they're soft and, and anything they talk about after is just to dramatize it. Please, let's do that. Uh, with, with Andrew Luck uh, and maybe even with Gronkowski, he kind of alluded to this in these conversations, in the conversation that he had today at this event, that there might be a time when he, if his body is given time to heal and recover, that he might again, long to play the game and could come back. Gronkowski made some comments. He kind of left that door open. Now, Luck hasn't quite said so much, but he's young enough that I would wonder that if he had enough time away from the game to get his body right, if he would come back. Or if he just is in that mental space that, look, I don't, I don't know if I can mentally deal with this, emotionally deal with this, roller coaster of always dealing with pain and rehab and injuries for the sake of maybe getting on the field to, to make a few plays. He's leaving a lot of money on the table, but uh, it's the thing that really stands out for me is just the timing of it. And that's what really separates that, that, his retirement from a lot of these other guys that we've discussed. Yeah. Because they had they had careers, and we were all excited to have them do more, but those retirements usually came after the season was over. Mm-hmm. Not right before it began. I think that's just what has caught so many people by surprise and why they're reacting so strongly to that announcement. All right, uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, we've got uh, more of what Utah State is talking about, Wake Forest. We got a conversation with Utah State volleyball coach Grayson DeBose. It's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Serena Williams beat Maria Sharapova last night at the U.S. Open, which is no surprise. Williams is 20-2 lifetime against her. The two were supposed to be the great rivalry in women's tennis. Sharapova is arguably the second most successful player of her era, but it never materialized. No one's been able to consistently compete against Serena. And that's not a knock. Her dominance of the sport is unparalleled. Almost every other great player has had a foe. Borg McEnroe, Everett Nevertolova, Federer, Nadal. The same is true in other sports. Bird Magic, Palmer Nicholas, Frazier Ali, Brady Manning. Sometimes it's easier to put athletes' brilliance into perspective when you compare them to a similar talent. There's no other name to compare her to. Her sister Venus started out in the discussion, but Serena has blown by everyone. She truly is an unrivaled champion. And Monday night, that was another reminder of how far she is ahead of everyone else. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 